You're listening to Broke. We bring you the stories about what happens at the intersection of poverty and life. I'm Joanne Goldblum. I've spent my career working with people in poverty. I'm joined by my friend Colleen Shaddix, a journalist whose beat is social justice. Today, we're going to focus on the access homeless people have or don't have to basic hygiene. So this is something you and I often think about, but these days Donald Trump seems to be thinking about it too. (laughs) Last month, the president observed that homeless people in San Francisco and Los Angeles were, quote, living in our best highways, our best streets, our best entrances to buildings where people in those buildings pay tremendous taxes. He alleged that because these folks are dirty and disease-ridden, they are infecting police officers, and he suggested that they be forced to be relocated to a vacant military base. And just this past week, he talked about people in San Francisco, noting that that was an area that is represented by Nancy Pelosi, and and making very similar charges, talking about them Mm -hmm. polluting the Pacific Ocean. How we can talk about people living in our best highways and our best streets. Mm. Like, what's up with that? Should anybody, like, is our best highway a home? Is that a place people should live? Well, I mean, that's that's the crux of it, right? He, he's upset because people are eliminating in public. Mm-hmm. People don't want to eliminate in public. No, never. People want housing. Mm-hmm. So the problem isn't the people. Right. The problem is the lack of housing. Those right. people defecate just like you and I, and I presume the president does. Uh, you know, can we not talk about that okay. particular aspect okay. of his life? Just fine. It's a little upsetting to me. But um, these very people who he's uh, talking about as as if they are pollutants have been actually asking for toilets and washing stations mm-hmm. for decades. Well... Yes, there's that, but also the idea, and this comes up a lot in a lot of the stuff you read about what's happening in California and what he talked about, is this idea that people are making a choice. Like, I'd rather live under a bridge and not have access to a toilet or a shower than to live someplace where you do have access to it. Like, like generally speaking, that's, that's, a, that's a last resort. Right. I mean, it's really the othering of people in poverty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They don't want the same things that you right. and I want. They've made this choice to live under a bridge mm-hmm. um, and inconvenience the rest of us in the process. Right. And it's just... I mean, it's just horrifying. And and this idea that it is only taxpayers who pay high taxes. You know, many of these people, as we talk about all the time, are working people. Mm-hmm. They're paying taxes, mm-hmm. right? So really what he's talking about is they are inconveniencing people of extreme wealth. Right. And... And, and and that's just not that's just not okay. 
No, it's offensive in about seven different ways At that least, I can yeah. think mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. off the top of my head. Um, I should add that I went on a reporting trip to Skid mm-hmm. Row recently. Um, and, you know, his assessment of the hygiene situation is true. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason that it's terrible is that you have such a large concentration of homeless mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Because homelessness in California is climbing because there's not affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, I should add that when I was there, I stayed in what was built to be an apartment building, but mm-hmm. they, were, they were basically renting out rooms to right. tourists. Um, and, you know, I was paying more than $200 a night for a room mm-hmm. in an apartment building that was walking distance to Skid Row. Mm-hmm. So if that building had been right. available right. for people to live in at an affordable mm-hmm. market rate, people would have certainly done so and had toilets. Right. And and I think, you know, there's so much controversy and we get into all these conversations about things like should homeless encampments be moved? Like that shouldn't be the question. Mm-hmm. The question is why are there homeless encampments? Mm-hmm. And that's because there isn't adequate, affordable, and or subsidized housing. So, you know, we're really, we're fighting about the wrong stuff. Yeah. And that's always where you and I get back to. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to do away with homeless encampments, don't bulldoze them. Build affordable housing. That will do away with homeless encampments. Right. And help people to take their belongings. I mean, it's funny because, you know, when you think about hygiene and you think about what it takes, um, like even like when you travel, like the little baggie of all the stuff you bring, soap, shampoo, conditioner, lotion, eye stuff, hair stuff, right? That's... That's what we need, right? We say we need it to yeah. get going in the morning. Of course, it's hard to keep yourself put together yeah. when you don't have a bathroom. I mean, and this idea that, you know, you hear a lot of people who are really against um, rights for homeless people talking about, well, you know, they just have so much stuff. Right. You've got to keep all your stuff with you because there's not a safe place to leave it. Yeah, it's all the stuff you have. I mean, again, in Los Angeles, talking to homeless folks, Mm -hmm. um, a number of people talked about how they had to carry their documents with them all the Mm -hmm. time if Mm -hmm. they wanted to try to get a job, if they wanted to get any kind of assistance. So they got a backpack full Mm -hmm. of ID. They had all these things. And once a week, the city comes and sweeps everything away. Um, and now there's a whole process where they, they put up notices and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. But it's still everything that you have in the world. Mm-hmm. And I would add, you know, you made that great comment about traveling. Mm-hmm. The amount of stuff that most homeless people have under their tarps mm-hmm. is much less Absolutely. than what you and I mm-hmm. would put in a bag to go away for four nights. Exactly. And and somehow that's acceptable. And I think that that's really what we always come back to is that, you know, it, Trump and, and his cabinet and whatnot are talking a lot about how 
you know, California, of course, because for him it's so political that um, it's about Nancy Pelosi and then, you know, the the different cities having different um, thoughts about immigration and, and poverty and things like that. But the issue is that people can't access what they need. And so to say that homelessness has anything to do with a city being a sanctuary city, it's crazy. No, I mean, homelessness really started to accelerate in the 1980s. Mm -hmm. We know that. We do. You know, there weren't sanctuary cities in the 1980s. No. It's all about wealth inequality. Yeah. You know, and one thing that I think is really difficult, and I see this a lot, even with, you know, people who really, I think, want to make the world a better place. And when somebody wants to put affordable housing or a homeless shelter or, you know, services in almost any community, there's a community response, which is negative. Right. And so... Where does this go? How how do we deal with it if none of us want this in our communities? And I guess that's how, and it's insane, but, you know, that, that um, Trump and Carson have gotten to the point where they're going to force or talking about forcing relocation yeah. to a vacant military base. Right. I mean, having shelters is not bad. But forcing people to go to them? I mean, it, it's reminiscent of the poorhouse. Is it? Yes. You know, that's funny. It is reminiscent of that. Very reminiscent Didn't of the poorhouse. Didn't work very well, did it? Uh, no. We, we you know, Charles Dickens thought that was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I I thought that we were kind of past that. We're really not. And it's, it's so interesting because, yes, having lots of people live on the street is a problem in terms of keeping the streets clean. But like you said, that's not what anybody wants. No, not at all. And I think this might be a good time to um, play a tape from a community organizer who I met in L.A. Mm -hmm. He goes by General Dogon. He has been campaigning for years for toilets and washing stations on Skid Row, and Mm -hmm. even more so, of course, for affordable housing, which Mm -hmm. is the ultimate solution to helping people keep clean. Um, So let's listen to what he has to say for a minute. Well, I mean, uh, it makes a person really mad. (laughs) I mean, it's just, uh, I think for me, it would just, you know, personalize the, the discrimination, you know, you know, for us, you know, people can't take it. Because I mean, that's the first thing you do, right? As soon as we, like, after a day, when I go home, you know, from work, the first thing I do is jump in the shower, right? right. You yeah. know, because uh, you want to wash the days off of you, right? Mm-hmm. So when you can't allow to do that, when you constantly got to carry on, not only today, but tomorrow, the next day, or any day after day, yeah. and don't have, you know what I'm saying, adequate places to go use the bathroom. Don't have adequate places to even wash your hands. Nevertheless, take a shower, dehumanizes you. It makes you think that you're not, that you, that you're not human. It makes mm-hmm. you think that you're not worth anything. It makes you think that you know people just don't care about you. Mm-hmm. You know that that you're not important. You know mm-hmm. that you ain't nobody. You know, so people get those feelings, and you see it on people's face. How people just sit around on, on the streets all day long. You know? The sad faces, and mm-hmm. the people, the, the worrying, the look on people's face, the stress. 
So I, I can't really say it any better than that. Right. I mean, think about it, right? It dehumanizes you. That's, that's, that's the, that is the crux of it. You know, what do you do and, and, and what have we done to people to make them feel like this? And, and the fact that we don't offer any kind of real way out. No, we really don't. I mean, we've criminalized homelessness. There's all sorts of laws. There are loitering laws. If you're mm-hmm. homeless, you can't help but loiter. You don't have any place to go. There mm-hmm. are public urination laws. There are laws that make it difficult for nonprofits to feed people mm-hmm. in parks and mm-hmm. on the streets. So it it truly is a crime to be poor in the United States, which I, I guess, you know, what Trump is proposing is to some extent the logical extension of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's forced relocation. It's incarceration. It's right. locking people up for right. being poor. Right. As, as we're seeing in so many other areas now also, you know, with immigration and, and just this idea that only a certain group deserves true freedom and that it's really, it's money. Yeah. So if you pay really tremendous taxes, then you sh- everything should be clean outside your building. Yeah. And, and so, you know, he talked about the best streets and the best yes. buildings. And, and that's a factor. So my friend General Dogon actually had a feeling that perhaps the idea of clearing out homeless people had to do with clearing up real estate that was de- right. that was desirable right. and, and essentially like you know gentrification at yeah. point so right. uh, let's listen to him for a minute again okay so the city just allows skid row to go to hell mm-hmm. right so now you got all this trash all over the place you got all this stuff out on the streets you got tents up 24 hours a day mm-hmm. what was the city response they came by drove by took pictures took it to the court and say look look at them look how mm-hmm. they get so, I mean, I can't argue with that. <laughs> no, you really can't argue with that. And and anybody who does is really being disingenuous. I mean, be, because I think that this whole idea of asking where are people supposed to go, literally, there is nowhere else. And And are we saying as a society that we don't value their lives? Yeah. that's sort of what it sounds like to me. Really, I'm not going too far? I was thinking maybe I was no, being hyperbolic. I'm, I'm sorry. It's almost impossible mm. to be hyperbolic. I mean, and when you think about why people become homeless, like, you know, the number one cause of homelessness for women is domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then, and, and so this is the issue. We so quickly begin blaming people, mm-hmm. right? So... It's domestic violence. And so to any woman who's been abused, the question is either, why do you stay mm-hmm. or why did you leave, mm-hmm. right? And so either way, yeah. for many, certainly there are women who are able to get out and, and really build up their lives and, and things are fine. But for so many, yes, it's, you know, it's domestic violence, there's drug abuse, which is a disease. Mm-hmm. Why don't we treat it like a disease? You know, and then of course medical bills. You know, I know that you've spoken to people 
um, who've become homeless because of who, medical who bills. Who were really forced out because of medical bills. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, even for people with insurance. Right. You can get stuck with bills that you just have nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember talking to a trans woman in L.A. who couldn't stay home because her parents disapproved of her right. and were beating her up. Right. Um, well, one of the things that Carson said that... Um, HUD Secretary Carson, Ben Carson, said he um, made actually pretty crude remarks about transgender people saying, and he he told Bay Area staffers, and this is a quote, big hairy men could infiltrate women's homeless shelters. Yeah, that's why they do it. Yeah. That's that's why people (laughs) live as trans, because it's, they're just dying to get their hands on women. Yeah. No, it's really... um, and that's the thing is that you hear things like that. He's serious. He's the yeah. secretary of HUD. Yeah. You know, yeah. to be able to, it's not like he's some, you know, guy who you have to talk to for a minute. He's making policy. Yeah. And and I think that that's, you know, one of the things that's so difficult about all the things that you and I talk about is that, you know, you can say, I mean, you and I don't usually say this, but, but. People who are kinder than me will say, you know, people are entitled to their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're coming to this from a good place mm-hmm. or, um, you know, that, that they're, they're trying to make the world better in a mm-hmm. certain way. It may not be the way that I agree with, but, mm-hmm. but it's there. But you look at this and you say, these really are, I mean, there's no way to look at these policies as anything but cruel. Yeah, I mean, I would say that people are entitled to their own opinions, but they are not entitled to their own facts. <laughs> Carson is 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 accusing all trans people of being predatory, which is right. simply not remotely true. Right. You know, the president is speaking as if homeless people just want to go out there and screw up your city. Right. And that's not which anybody's. Is, and that's, I think, you know what, Colleen, this is, and this is what we come back to again and again. Most people in the world are doing the best they can. Yeah. And, and that's true no matter what. And I think that right now our society really has begun to believe you know, you started with talking about othering. You know, this idea that 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 these are not really people. Your existence offends me, so I want right. to hide it somewhere out of the way. Right. I mean, I'm offended that people are homeless. Yes. I'm not offended by homeless people. I'm offended by homelessness. Right. And I'd really like to end that. Mm-hmm. And we kind of know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Basically, affordable housing is mm-hmm. the solution to homelessness. Mm-hmm. HUD says that nobody should pay more than 30% <laughs> of their take home. Do you know anybody who pays less than 30%? I know a few, but I mean, you know, broadly no. speaking, not I mean, many. Maybe older people whose homes are paid for. Right. Right. Um, but but it's getting more and more common to pay more than 50%. Mm-hmm. And that means that you are one flat tire or mm-hmm. illness or whatever away from losing your home. And, you know, my organization is the National Diaper Bank Network and the Alliance for Period Supplies. We, we give out period supplies. And, you know, think about, I'm saying this to you like you haven't thought about it, mm. <laughs> Be, having your period and living on the street? Oh, 
I mean, I've talked to women about I that. I know. Um, you know, tampons are like gold. Right. The cops come and take your stuff away all the time. Right. Um, it's it's really, really hard, and you don't necessarily have access to a shower. Right. Right. And, and, and you know, think about when you go into, this, into the drugstore and you choose which period supplies you're going to buy. Mm-hmm. It's endless, the number of options. Mm-hmm. Think about what it means not to have any of that choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, some people may not like to think about this or talk about it, but right, do you want to use a pad or do you want to use a tampon? What if you need a small tampon, not mm-hmm. a big tampon? And all that they're donating right now are the supers. Yeah. You know, yeah, you can manage, but it's uncomfortable and it's hard. And if you've got to spend, you know, you got to spend all day. Yeah, well, you're very likely to use a product right. for longer than you should, which right. we know isn't healthy. Right, and, and it's really not healthy, right? Because, yeah. I mean, it can cause serious, serious problems. And the other thing is that, you know, when you have an accident, as we all do, mm-hmm. I can wash my panties out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it really, and then we say, oh, you know, it's dirty. Mm. Right, well... We are human. So I remember when I worked in a soup kitchen, there was this wonderful old lady who mm-hmm. came in every day. Um, and she had chronic diarrhea, mm-hmm. probably from eating out of garbage cans. Right. And she was she was a super dirty person. Mm-hmm. She was really, really dirty. Right. Um, and she used to, as she called it, do her laundry in our restroom, mm-hmm. um, which didn't yeah. do the laundry very much no. and really really was bad for the restroom mm-hmm. um and the director said we were gonna have to kick her out that she couldn't come in anymore and i said i will follow her in with bleach every time she goes in and i will wash out the restroom so that she mm-hmm. can um so that she can keep coming to her only safe place and when she saw me come in with a bottle of bleach she said oh let me help you Right. She didn't want mm-hmm. to be dirty, and in fact, she asked me for bleach to take with her because she was she was desperately trying to get clean. And I think that that is such a good example of the difficulty that providers are in, right? Because so if you're working at the soup kitchen and they're trying to serve as many people who are in need as mm-hmm. possible, nobody wants to go into a bathroom that's dirty. Mm-hmm you know, especially dirty in the way you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? It's not healthy. It's not healthy. It's not safe for people. It's all mm-hmm. sorts of things. And so, you know, if it weren't, and this is always it, gets back to the kindness of one stranger. You know, the fact that you happen to be willing to do that mm-hmm. made it so it was possible. Mm-hmm. But of course, as a sort of provider organization, she doesn't have the staff or the budget to say, you know what, I'm going to clean that bathroom mm-hmm. every time, you know, somebody goes in there and I'm concerned. That's not feasible. Yeah. And so, of course, the response is, I'm going to have to ask her not to come. No, the real solution, mm-hmm. as always, yes. was housing and health care for that woman. Right. And we were not in a position to provide that. Right. And, and so... 
you know, and, and it comes up a lot. And I do think it's really interesting when you read a lot or talk a lot with people involved in homelessness services and, and people who are homeless, it's really complicated. I mean, it's not, right? Yes, it's healthcare and housing. But when you recognize that that's not happening so easily, yeah. the rest of it is really complicated. Right. All of life spins out of control. Right. As is, again, we yeah. keep talking about the same things, right? I know. If you lack any basic need, right, everything else goes straight right. to hell. Right. And and I sort of, I'd really like every woman to think about what it's been like for her. Because regardless of income, every woman has had an experience where she doesn't have the product she needed, either didn't expect her period, mm-hmm. her period was heavier than she expected, you know, where you're in a situation that you don't know how to get out of. Yeah. And how many of us have used money to ameliorate that situation, right? You, the, you know, I've gone and bought new underwear. Right. Right? But that, that requires a car, a credit card, cash, I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. And what happens when you don't have that? Yeah. Um, when you don't have money, you have more problems. Right. And you have less ability to solve them. Right. It's this twofer. It really, it really is. And I think so much, especially around hygiene, is related to not having money. And so much of, so many of the ways we address hygiene issues are really money related laundry mm-hmm. you know um you know and in the last couple of years there's been a lot more interest in providing laundry services to yeah. people you know probably about 12 years ago or so my husband and i decided i've always and not always but for a long time i've been really interested in laundry trying to make sure people have access to laundry and we went to a local school and said you know we'll donate money to help you build, you know, to, to buy laundry facilities. The problem was the plumbing. Mm. So they couldn't do it because of the because they would have had to build stuff out that yeah. wasn't viable. So again, it's this issue that it's not just a philanthropic issue. Mm-hmm. Right? Schools aren't set up for that. So you've got to build things a very certain way. Right. And, and, you know, schools are so much more now being asked to provide basic mm-hmm. needs because that's that's the service provider in the community that right. most people are involved in. Right. 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 So if you put washers and dryers in schools, mm-hmm. a lot more people are going to get their stuff done. Right. But we have built schools to teach people geometry. Right. Which I never use. It was the math class I did well in. So I had <laughs> fond memories. You had to use words instead of numbers. <laughs> Later on, you can come over and help me find the hypotenuse or yeah. something. Okay. So, as always, mm-hmm. we want to talk about things that people can do to make things better. I mean, we, we said express your outrage. Tell them it's not okay. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've been doing for years is I keep bags, I keep Ziploc bags of um, socks and underwear. So men's socks and men's underwear. I usually put two pairs of underwear and two pairs of socks into little Ziploc bags. Mm-hmm. And I give them to people. And, yeah. and it, 
you know, people appreciate it. Yeah. Um, because if you think, I think about socks a lot. Because of foot problems. Yeah. And yeah. also, I think about it a lot because I'm a little bit of a baby. And when my feet are wet when I'm outside, yeah. I'm so whiny. Yeah. And then I think, like, I'm whiny about walking a little ways and then having to be in my wet socks mm-hmm. for a little while. Like, what is it? Like, you're outside in the rain sleeping. Yeah. And you're wearing shoes that may not fit well because you took whatever shoes you can get. I mean, it can, like, yeah. people can get really, they can yeah. get irritation and they can get wounds and those wounds can get in trouble and terrible things can happen. So carry, carry clean socks and clean um, underwear. And it's easy. It's not terribly expensive. You can go to one of the big box stores, buy big bags, and mm-hmm. just repackage them. Um, and it, then the other things is, are there public showers in your community? Yeah. And if there aren't, what should people do? Well, there are nonprofits mm-hmm. um, that you can hook up with that actually, I, I did a story on one that uh, they convert old school buses mm-hmm. into showers. Great. Um, and... Uh, bring them to communities around the country mm-hmm. and um generally it's like two times a week a person can go right. in there get a shower get some get whatever donated products mm-hmm. they have that's a helpful thing and so that's something again this whole idea of talking about it and and then there's also there are laundromats that have um free laundry days right right um and and you know like they're not terribly expensive. That's something that, mm-hmm. like, your neighborhood group, your faith mm-hmm. community could get together and Absolutely. sponsor. And all of these things really are, if you're only doing them on the local level, it's not very expensive. I mean, yeah, you, you can do this, and you can talk to people about that. And then the other thing is f- find out if, if there are enough public toilets in your community and Sorry, go ahead. And, well, a UN official went through Skid Row in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and and I think there were something like six public toilets. And given the number of people living there, she said if it were a refugee camp, mm-hmm. they would require like you know some multiple of ten more. Right. right. Um, yeah. So 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 you should look at the public restrooms in your community and the homeless census and see. Yeah, what's what's the matchup? Right, and and if there aren't enough, which there aren't, yeah, almost. I, mm-hmm. I don't know of anywhere that there are enough. Do you? No, I don't. Right. So make noise. Yeah. And these are. This goes back to. The, it, it's possible. It's all a matter of public yeah. will. Yeah. And so, if your public will is to change this, you need to bring other people along. Right. And you can do that. Absolutely. And then other hygiene items, type tampons, diapers, soap, shampoo toothpaste toothbrushes Mm -hmm. toilet paper Mm -hmm. you know find out who's providing them and then help them yeah the other thing is you know i do know a lot of people and of course you probably do too we live in a pretty uh we we might live in a little bit of a bubble but i know a lot of people who take the things they get at hotels the little bottles of soap and shampoo and keep them right keep them with them Mm -hmm. and when you give somebody socks and Mm -hmm. Underwear, you can say, you know, do you need a toothbrush? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you got to carry a big bag, but a lot of us carry big bags already. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and 
And the other thing is, and I think it's one thing most people don't think about when it comes to homelessness, so many of us are so uncomfortable and don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It's just talking to someone else. Yeah, I mean, I think it's uh, really important to acknowledge somebody's humanity. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't have cash, when somebody approaches you, Mm -hmm. I try to say, I'm sorry, I don't have anything today. I hope you have a good day. I do exactly the same thing. I have never gotten a bad reaction from that. No, people are always nice. And, And the other thing is when you have something to offer people, you offer it. Don't just hand it to them and mm. walk away mm. or act. You know, some people say, no, thank you. Somebody mm-hmm. in the last couple of weeks, I offer, I say, you know, do you need socks and underwear? He said, no, actually, you know what? I just got some new ones this morning. I don't want to take it. You should give it to someone else. Yeah. Um, and uh, you want to, and, and we shouldn't have to say it, but I think we do. You need to treat people respectfully. Yes, you do. And, you know, part of that is, is, is if you have a venue where people will listen to you to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Are there other things that you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, the big picture thing, of course, mm-hmm. is the solution to homelessness is affordable housing. Right. People try and say, well, you know, they're mentally ill, they're this, they're that. They can't, mm-hmm. you know, like 70% of people on the street do not have a mental illness or a right. drug addiction. Right. They're on the street because they can't afford their housing. Mm-hmm. And there are, I can think of two things that you can probably do in your okay. community. Affordable housing gets built when states devote bonding money to right. it. Right. You can find out what the situation is in your state. Mm-hmm. In most states, legislators are serving a small enough constituency that yep. they will take your call and talk to you personally. You can talk about that. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you can do is you can run for your planning and zoning commission. Yes. Towns go begging people to mm-hmm. fill those positions. Mm-hmm. They're volunteer positions. They're not particularly glamorous, but local planning and zoning is a big part of why housing is not affordable in this country right. because we, you know, we have rules about how big places mm-hmm. have to be and what huge lot sizes you need. We, you know, try and discourage multifamily housing. Mm-hmm. There every every community should have different housing solutions for different needs and and local PNZ commissioners can make that happen and you can probably be a local PNZ commissioner. And the other thing is if you don't want to go quite that far go to the meetings. Go to the meetings. So when, you know, it's it's really interesting because usually the people against affordable housing are able to bring out big numbers mm-hmm. of people. You need to be the anti-NIMBY. Yes. You need to say, you know what, that's my neighborhood and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. That's my neighborhood. And that's actually going to help my neighborhood Mm -hmm. to have a diversity of incomes and diversity of thought and just different people living in, in one area. All right. Get out there, folks. Thanks for listening to Broke. Do you have a story to tell about how poverty is affecting your life? We want to hear from you. Send us an email at AmericanBroke at gmail.com and we'll give you a call. Maybe you can be on a future episode. Thanks, Joanne. Thanks, Colleen. <laughs>